And you're now tuned into the I Don't Know Who podcast with Gary Body. Uh, I'm back with another episode for y'all. This is gonna be a rather quick episode. Um, just gonna name y'all the all-star starters and reserves and talk about the roster lineup a little bit. It's not too much to happen in NBA stratosphere, so I'm not gonna bore y'all with another long podcast. Uh, I appreciate those that be tuning in, tapped into the videos, and tapping into the Spotify. Um, I'm going to get the videos back up more consistently. Um, but, yeah, um, the starters that were announced uh, about a week or so ago were LeBron, Luka, Steph, Zion, and Jokic for the West. And then for the East, it was Giannis, Durant, Kyrie, um, Donovan Mitchell, and Jason Tatum. Um... Relatively speaking, my problems with the all-star lineup are with the players that aren't named. Not so much of who's starting and who comes off the bench. Because at the end of the day, the accolade of being an all-star is granted to all these gentlemen. So, like, regardless, um, whoever starts and who comes off the bench doesn't matter to me. The team is the team. Um, so, I, I, I guess the fans did what they are supposed to do. They got the guys that they want to see play at the starting, starting in the All-Star game. I have no problem with the starters. Um, now, the reserves for the, for the All-Star game, um, uh, Shy made it. Shy made the All-Star game. Congrats to Shy. Uh, he made the All-Star game for the West. Um, the other guards that were from the West are Dame and uh, John Morant. Um, I guess I maybe I am a hater. Maybe I just I I, I think winning matters. So Damian just get in the spot feels like a variety choice to me. I'm just gonna be honest. It just feels like Dame got the All Star selection because he's Dame and he's already done what he's done throughout his career which is kind of what the problem with the NBA is right now in my opinion is that though that there's so many like young wave of talent coming in I said that weirdly there's so much wave of talent coming into the NBA it's not necessarily being acknowledged because of the guys that they still want to like give pushes to and give their flowers to which is rightfully deserving I'm not going to say like damn shouldn't be an all-star indefinitely or to like I'm not gonna say it's preposterous or anything that Dame's an all-star. He's averaging 30, but his team's below 500. Um, he had a bad stretch at the beginning of the season where that 30 wasn't looking good. Um, then he got hurt as well, which is another part of the reason why I'm kind of like eh on the Dame thing. If injuries are gonna be what's holding certain people from not making the all-star game. Let it be known that the people that you select have to have the clean slate of the season. Like, if they missed, like, 15 games and Book misses, like, what, 25? I mean, granted, it's not like Booker's going to play an all-star game, I don't think. I don't know if he's going to be healthy by then. But, like, that's an example right there of, like, someone who should have, like, made it. Which I guess I shouldn't, like, be naming my snubs right now because that was supposed to be for the latter half of the segment. But... Nonetheless, like, it just feels like this pick was a variety pick. Um, 
Ja and Shy, they they should make it. They've been phenomenal this season. And Dame has been phenomenal this season, too. I don't want to make it seem like I'm nitpicking or anything. I'm just opinionated. It's a podcast where I express my opinions. So. Um, and then the reserves that are the front court is Paul George, Larry Markkinen, Sabonis, and Jaron Jackson Jr. Um, for the Western Conference, I thought the two main snows were... Devin Booker and De'Aaron Fox. De'Aaron Fox has had a phenomenal season, and he's top three in the Western Conference currently. He's top three in the Western Conference currently, and I would say that though Sabonis is also having a phenomenal season himself, De'Aaron Fox is the player that makes that offense go. Um, His ability to score off the dribble is kind of what gives their offense a dynamic look. I know Sabonis is a very good facilitator and he runs their offense very well, but De'Aaron Fox does the same thing as also granted that role. They split the playmaking role about 50-50 there, so it's kind of hard for me to say that one's definitively better than the other one at that regard. And I think De'Aaron Fox, especially in the clutch, has just been better. So, I don't know. Maybe I'm nitpicking. Uh, and then Devin Booker, the Suns stink without him. Or they don't stink, but they're not very good without him. But when they have him, they are a very good team. They're at the top of the conference with him. He's the top of a conference high player. I think at this point of Devin Booker's career, he should not not be making All Star games. He should like just be like penciled in immediately, even if he's not going to play them due to injury. He should just be penciled in to play an All Star game because he's very good at basketball and he's averaging twenty seven five and five again on efficiency. That's up to par. No real blemish in the game of basketball when he steps on the court. Should be no reason why he wasn't granted an all-star. In my opinion. And then the reserves on the East, we have Bam Adebayo, um, Jalen Brown, DeMar DeRozan, Joel Embiid, Drew Holiday, Tyrese Halliburton, and Julius Randle. Um... The snubs out east for me are Jimmy Butler and uh, Darius Garland. Those two have been exceptionally well this season. Uh, I think Jimmy Butler is about as good a defender as anybody in the league. Um, even better than Paul George. So um, I just think that like Jimmy Butler should be acknowledged for his two-way dominance. Um, if we're going to give picks off notoriety and like Dame's side, where Dame is like the 11 seed, then like Jimmy Butler, who's the sixth seed, who had a bad start to the season. When well, he didn't have a bad start to the season per se, though it was kind of middling because Jimmy Butler just kind of had a sluggish start to the season. But in general, the Heat had a sluggish start to the season, below 500, and then they rally up to the top of the not the top of the conference, but like to where they're not in the playing section. Obviously, um, I think that should have been granting more um, notoriety when doing the All Star reserves. Uh, coaches have a lot of responsibility when picking reserves um i understand halliburton is a tough guard um drew holiday has the better team and julius randall has the better stats but i think gene butler's production should have been accounted for more and then darius garland has just been a problem for everybody in the league <sighs> i don't know how somebody can get like 50 points and like 10 assists and like just like you know like he makes that he makes he makes getting a lot of points and a lot of assists look so easy 
He should have been a starter to me, if you ask me. Like, Kyrie shouldn't be starting in the All-Star game. I get it. Okay, Kyrie Irving has a good name. But, for one, yeah, I don't want to be that guy, but that was kind of controversial. The, the All that debacle. It was detrimental to his team, and it should have been a... It should have... I, I mean, I, I guess he could be a starter. I guess he could be an All-Star, because he's not, not an All-Star. With the season that he's had this season... Though I want to point out that without Kevin Durant, he looks like a regular guard. And meanwhile, Donovan Mitchell don't be playing games a lot of the time for the Cavs here and there. And Darius Garland still look like Darius Garland. I just want to point that out. But, you know, don't don't, don't mind me. You know, I don't know nothing about no basketball. Y'all know that. Y'all see the name. I don't know basketball. But Darius Garland, to me, has been the best guard in the Eastern Conference. Even the most consistent point guard throughout the entire NBA season. I find it just crazy that he's not an all-star. Even though Tyrese Halliburton is having a phenomenal season himself. Yes, but the Cavs are way better than the Pacers. Like, way better. The Pacers are, like, do y'all do you not see the Pacers last 10? Like, come on, man. And then Julius Randle, we know the truth about Julius Randle, man. We already starting to see it. We already know the truth about Julius Randle, man. Y'all see the January he had. So it's just like, what do y'all watch? Like, how do y'all just pick? Like, what? Like who? Like, because that's coaches. That's coaches and media. And it's not just the fans. We can... It, it, fans catch a lot of flack, but this is some balarkity, to be honest, if you ask me. The Eastern Conference should have looked way better. Jimmy and Darius Garland should have almost been locked for All-Stars. Like, Miami being one of the hottest teams in the month of, like, December and January, you should have granted them two All-Stars in the Eastern Conference. Like, we know the Knicks aren't that good. We know the Pacers aren't that good. Trey Young not being an All-Star amongst these people. Like, we picked DeMar DeRozan. Like, DeMar, bro? DeMar DeRozan? Like, what are we doing, bro? Like, I get it. DeMar, like, he's not even, like, 30 point per game DeMar, though. Like, that's the thing, like, and this is where I want to kind of, like, wrap this up. So, like, the NBA, like, is just, like, not marketing the players correctly. Like, there's just too good of talent out there now for, like, us to still be pushing DeMar DeRozan and Damian Lillard and... Like, God forbid, like, if I'm wrong in expressing that sentiment, then, like, I'm wrong. And then I guess, like, maybe J.J. Rick has an interesting point of, like, putting more people into the All-Star game to, like, avoid this kind of problem to where, like, snubs aren't, like, this apparent. But you can't tell me that Darius Garland has been the best guard in the Eastern Conference. It just doesn't make sense. The Nets couldn't even guard him. 